Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, Episode 69, The Divine Feminine, Your Fertility Superpower. My loves, ooh, I am delighted to be with you again this week, and I have something truly special for you because we are going to revisit a topic that I know is super squirrely for my lovably type A control freaky professional women who virtually live their entire lives in their masculine. And we tackled this subject back in episode 23 with my dear friend, Rachel Birch. But this is something that is so important that I think it's really important for us to revisit as many times as we can. Because you've also heard me talk on this podcast all about how conceiving is all about receiving. I even did a special episode on that. Just check out the list. And so as women who are usually in complete control of our lives, we're all about go, 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 do, 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 make shit happen. It's really easy for us on this journey to get disconnected from our feminine side. Now, as I have said before, and I will repeat again, This is not about gender stereotypes or roles. Each and every one of us is made up of masculine and feminine energy. This isn't just some California bullshit because I live in Idaho now. It is real. The masculine is the part of us that is go, 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 do, 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 make shit happen. It's the kind of thing that is rewarded in the workplace. We're so independent and just so geared toward achieving our goals and all this stuff. And that's the masculine. The feminine, on the other hand, is the creative. It's the soft, the spiritual. It's the part of us that loves luxury. It's the part of us that that engages in self-care. It's all of the wonderful softness that we have as women. Now, softness and femininity is not weakness. You can be very in touch with your femininity and still wear Doc Martens or you know, steel toe boots. You can totally do that. It doesn't require that you wear some, you know, frilly dress or, you know, act like a 1950s housewife. This is simply about the energy that every man and every woman has coursing through their body. The masculine is the get it done and that's shorthand. And the feminine is about the other softness. It's, it's all of that goodness that women are known for and that is absolutely in our nature. But when we're super focused in, on our work and we're used to being so incredibly independent that we don't slow down, we can really get disconnected from that. And that disconnection is only amplified when we're afraid. And there's so much negativity and fear on this journey. It's almost like we live in our masculine. So this week, I wanted to bring out even bigger guns to this conversation. So I brought my dear friend, Darshan Mendoza, 
to the conversation. As you will find out, Darshan Mendoza is a spiritual director of Akuhana. It's a healing retreat in Volcano, Hawaii. This woman is a priestess, kundalini yoga instructor, meditation guru. She is all about the feminine. She is all about really helping women illuminate their lives and really get in touch with this piece of the puzzle. She is a number one best-selling author. Her book, The Luminary Journey, is incredible. And just being around Darshan is healing in and of itself. I recently did a workshop with her and the women in my mastery program, and it was just extraordinary. And so I really want to give you a taste of that now, because look, when you ignite your femininity, there's something that happens within you. It can't help but radiate outward. And so this is truly your fertility superpower. I'm telling you, ladies, I I was so disconnected from my own femininity, it was ridiculous. And when I realized how important this was, it really changed my life. And it still continues to shape the way I move through my life, as well as how I mother, how I operate in my marriage, how I interact with my friends. It's really a killer skill. And it's unbelievable that it's a skill we have to relearn when it is natural to us. But all the more important for us to get plugged back in. So here is my interview with the amazing Darshan Mendoza. Okay, my loves, I am super excited to be introducing you to Darshan Mendoza. Darshan is the CEO of 13 Temples. She's a best-selling author, ceremonialist, healer, and transformational guide. She's also a kundalini yoga and meditation teacher. But all of that just barely scratches the surface of who this woman actually is. When I wanted to bring you guys a a really cool look at the divine feminine, she is one of the first people that I thought of because I've actually had the good fortune of being in the same room as this woman (laughs) and being able to soak up her energy. And it's incredible. So Thank you, Darshan, for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to be talking about the Divine Feminine with you. I'm so happy to be here. You know, I would love it if you would start us off with, you know, give us a sense. Because like, look, as a former prosecutor, super logical, linear, type A control freak, when I hear the Divine Feminine, I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, it, it it seems like a concept that's so otherworldly. Through my own fertility journey, I realized that it's actually not otherworldly. It's very much like here and now. But I would love it if you could give us, you know, what is it when we're talking about the divine feminine, what comes up for you? You know, I was the same way. I grew up not very connected to it either, you know. And even though, you know, I grew up with a lot of aunties and my mom and my grandmother's very close to them all. But I think because of how we've been raised, especially in the West, like we're very much raised in a very patriarchal structure, you know, and we're rewarded to be, to thrive in that way, which is, I grew up very intellectual, you know, very much into sports too, and like competition and, and like schedules and really thriving in that way. And I was rewarded. So I I was pretty much living that life. And then when I had this awakening, I was living in Chicago. I was a journalist and working like 80 hours a week. 
and, <laughs> and really intellectual, like really very much in many ways neurotic because I was just so off balance with it. And then when I had this awakening, I ended up moving to Hawaii because I had such like sort of a, almost a midlife crisis is what I would call it. But in hindsight, it was a true awakening. It was a kundalini awakening in my body so that my inner reality no longer matched my external reality. And like wow. what my schedule was, what my work was, what my career was, everything about my reality just suddenly didn't match. So when I moved to Hawaii, that's when I really understood what being a woman was like. And I was often saying back then, this was when I was 25, so this was 16 years ago. But back then I was saying to people, gosh, I just feel like so primal here. You know, and I was <laughs> asking people, like going around the island, asking people, do you feel a buzzing like down your spine? Like at the base of your spine, you guys feel this buzzing of energy. And I couldn't describe it. I had no reference or words for it then. Now, as a kundalini practitioner and yoga meditation teacher, I know that that's actually kundalini energy. It's our life force. Wow. And I've never felt it physically before, you know? And so when it started to be ignited and like actually rise within my own body and spine, I did not know what was going on. And so that's what really started me on this path of discovering myself and my femininity. Wow. I just... This island. Now, remember, this island is like one of the newest Earths in the world, right? We had the most recent lava eruption we had was in 2018, mm-hmm. May through August 2018. So we literally live on very primal new Earth made out of magma that's erupted from her. This whole island really, you know, is very reverent to the goddess Pelehunua Mea. She's the goddess of the lava. She's the goddess of fire. So the moment you land here, the air is really sweet. It smells like flowers, but it also smells like sulfur. You know, that alchemical sulfur, very new earth smell. It's very lush. All the colors are very bold. Like the rainforest is very green. And if you see any flowers, it's very red and it's very yellow. It's just like draws you in with this boldness. And then when you just walk around and there's ocean and you see just how radiant people are because they literally are shining from the inside out, you get to really luxuriate in beauty. And you get to luxuriate. And even the women, the women here are very like voluptuous and just like full and very proud and confident in that fullness, you know? And even that, like it just switched all of my thinking mm-hmm. within the first three months of acclimating on the island. And I felt very sensual within my skin. I was like, what am I feeling here? Like I, I fell in love with people very quickly. You know, I would like stare at someone's eyes and be like, wow, I think I love this human being. Like I was just (laughs) so open. And I was also so, I guess it was just so surprising to me to fully feel 
my body again, to be in my body completely again, and actually feel the, the sensuality within me and be in touch with my emotion within me and not be so neurotic in my mind anymore. So I think the first gateway into the divine feminine for me is that dropping into my body and dropping into my emotions, dropping into my sacral, right? The sacral chakra rather than my third eye chakra and and all in my head. That's what really opened this experience for me to understand wow, I I do miss this. Like I remember this, yet I've never practiced this in my life. And now at the 25 years old, when I first arrived here, I thought, wow, this is how it feels to be like this woman that's celebrating herself and her body and her emotions and her ability to be in touch with the land and the ocean and you know the rainforest and all of that like that's i think how i would define the divine feminine it's very grounded it's mm. not in our heads it's very much in our body in our experience in the authenticity of our emotions and feelings and really honoring that and it's luxurious yeah it's- i mean the way you're describing it, Darshan, is like, I'm going to book a flight to the yes. big island like right now. Like, right Tell now. me when you're going to arrive because I'll pick you up. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it's such, and I, and I love the way you're describing that because one of the things for women on the fertility journey, and I experienced this myself, I was so in my head. I was so disconnected from my body. Like I just saw my body as this pile of parts. And, you know, it's, it's like, and it was also, you know, when, when people are going through fertility issues, it's all about what's wrong with you. It's never about the perfection that already exists. Like these, you know, we forget as women that we have this power, you know, to create life and we totally disconnect from that. Yes. And, you know, it's, Our natural state is to know that, but because of the patriarchal structures that we grew up in, we have been so conditioned. And that's one of the things we've got to identify and realize and reconcile. Like we can forgive that now that we know. I mean, it can elicit a lot of strong feelings and emotions around it for sure. But then when we move past that, we can just forgive and say, well, at least I know now like that I am actually quite conditioned, but I can unravel myself from that conditioning, you know? And, and when we do, the process is such a, it's so empowering to realize yeah. like, wow, this genius of my body, if I just allow it to be in its natural state, it will heal and regenerate quickly. Just like this earth, just like what we're kind of seeing. You know, I'm seeing it a lot in Hawaii, just not having tourists, just being closed down for two months. The water is literally, you can see at the bottom of the ocean. 
you can see how clear the water is and our, our coral reefs are regenerating. So even Mother Earth, which is like the, it's such a form of the divine feminine, she regenerates quickly because there is a genius, the, the genius of God, right? Or Gus, as you call source, <laughs> like the genius of Gus is very apparent and very tangible. You can see it happening on this planet. And we can actually experience that in our body when we allow it to be in a natural state yeah, and, and just really realign and regenerate as it's designed to do. Yeah. And, you know, and I really love how you include emotion in all of this because what ends up happening so often on this journey, particularly for the women that I serve, is we get so separated from our emotion and we make our desires wrong. We say, you know, it's wrong. I, it's wrong for me to want this much. I can't have both a thriving career and motherhood and a great relationship and abundance. Like it's so much about what we can't do and making ourselves wrong for the longing. Yes. That's part of the conditioning too. Yeah. You know, I've had to really grieve that and reconcile that and then celebrate to start really flipping the script and being like, wow, so I lived all this life being taught to repress my desires and be ashamed of it, ashamed of my sexuality, ashamed of certain emotions that I feel that are very valid and righteous. If I'm angry, I need to celebrate that I'm angry. It's probably showing me that my boundaries have been crossed and I need clearer boundaries. If I'm feeling sad about something, it's showing me that my heart is right now quite raw and there's something opening and expanding in my heart that I have to look at. You know, like all of these emotions are incredible indicators of the reality that we are really feeling within ourselves. And again, part of the conditioning, and the reason I feel like we're being conditioned is to kind of make workhorses out of us. Yes, it's super masculine. It's it's about let's create workhorses out of everyone. So, and so not only are women also expected to like run an incredible household and, and create human beings out of our bodies and birth them and feed them and nourish them and all this stuff, but then we're also you know, have this opportunity, but also being asked to come into leadership and run businesses and work, you know, and provide a living and incredible resources for our families too. And we can do that, but we've got to know that we can actually do that from a place of power in our femininity. We don't have to accommodate to a masculine structure that's not our nature. If it's not our nature, it's going to harm us in the end. It's not sustainable. We've got to be resourced from our nature Mm -hmm. because there's so much more power from our nature when we're resourced in that because it's natural. It's aligned. It's organic. You know, so our nature is actually from our emotions. That's where our cauldron is. We are moved from that. 
and we can get a lot of energy and inspiration and focus and determination from our emotions, you know, and fire that that ignites within us too. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because, you know, the way that we're essentially describing this is saying that like, what everything that we need to create what we want is right here and right now. Like it's all available to us. It's about flipping the script. It's about changing that programming that tells us we're not enough. There isn't enough. And you know, you're unworthy. It's all of those lies that we tell, or we have been told about ourselves that can really keep us stuck from having what we want. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, if you think about it, it's quite genius to keep plugging in those false belief systems and thoughts to change a human being. Because if you keep plugging that in, it's it suddenly becomes someone's reality long enough. If they keep thinking about it long enough, it does. So all of these things that we believe about ourselves, it's as women, I think part of the process of awakening to our femininity and not only the acceptance of it, but the celebration of it, part of that process is this audit. We've got to audit our thoughts. Audit like what, okay, well, why do I believe that I'm broken? Why do I believe that my reproductive system is totally broken and cannot function and actually create a baby as it's designed to. What's going on with it? Where is the misalignment? Where is the dis-ease? Where is the disconnection? And what are my belief systems around it? If we do an audit on that, we'll probably see where a lot of this was told to us. It was plugged in. Right. Was it something that we, we didn't actually feel it and discover it within ourselves? That's a big part. And then a big part too is like how we've been living and how we have disconnected, you know? So how do we reconnect? How do we reconnect? How do we bring our amazing designed human bodies into vitality again? And it's all, I mean, there's, this is an, these are ancient practices that have stemmed back through you know, the beginning of time in matriarchal societies and even like indigenous societies who know exactly how to bring the human body back into sync, into like full vitality again. And it is all, everything is available in nature, you know, because really the earth is, is very much like a woman's body too. It's, it's regenerative. And everything that the earth needs to function is already within the earth. You know, everything we humans need is actually growing in this earth. If we also watch the cycles of the earth and how she cycles, how the season cycles, all of it is very much connected to our human body. That's incredible. It's a remembrance that we are re-remembering and there's so many resources out there and like teachers and modalities that help us get back in sync again. That's so critical. I mean, it's funny because like when a woman finds herself on this journey, the immediate response is I need 
to solve this problem. And I need, you know, like the first, I mean, I did it too, you know, but I was also extremely disconnected when I first started my journey. If anyone had told me divine feminine, all of this shit, I would have been like, quit drinking, give me an IVF cycle, right? Like just force my, you know, fill my body with these chemicals, force it to do these things. And I've got nothing against people having support in whatever way they need it. That's everyone's choice. And they have to answer to these, you know, they, they have to make decisions from their own informed divine feminine. And for some people that divine feminine will be making those choices, which is great. But what also was really clear to me, you know, looking at my own journey and looking at the women that I serve is without this piece, without the agency that you give yourself by deciding what you choose to believe about you and what's possible for you, no medicine is going to help you. Yes. Yeah. If you don't decide you're going to be successful. So key. Yeah. And that, I mean, and as women, I think we have actually the greatest superpower, which is this innate knowing Mm. of how our bodies really work and how to also nourish ourselves and ch- and our children and other people that's that's our superpower mm-hmm. we have such an instinct and intuition and knowingness about that yeah some of us have been more conditioned and programmed to completely disconnect from that but we have to all know that every single one of us we actually that is one of our greatest superpowers that we can tap into and rediscover and develop and refine, you know, and you're going to want to anyways, if you're going to be having children, you know, you're going to want to know and, and reconnect to that knowingness inside you that will get activated, right? It's like this mom gene that suddenly gets activated the moment you start creating a baby in your body. Yeah. And you're going to know how to raise this baby. And there's going to be a lot of things that you know innately that you're going to be so connected with, with your child on what this child needs. Like that gets developed. Yeah. And part of the process, I would think about having children and, and conceiving and carrying a child and birthing a child is that superpower gets activated and it gets really refined throughout the process. Right. Right. Well, and, and that, act, that awakening starts in the conception, in leading up to the conception, because, you know, one of the things that I was really grateful that my journey gave me was the recognition that I was disconnected. Because I can assure you that the mother I am today is quite different than the mother I would have been if I was trying to mother in a disconnected way. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Totally different. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, um, it's really more too of a relaxing into it. It's a surrender. And that's very feminine too, the divine feminine. It's, I remember you just saying, you know, I try to figure it out. Oftentimes we try to solve it. And that's, again, a very masculine trait. We've been taught that that actually works in certain areas and we can thrive that way. We're problem solvers. We can use our mind to figure anything out. And the big reveal here and the big like, aha, is <laughs> actually as women, it's, you've got this innate wisdom 
And that wisdom rests more in your heart and in your body, especially creating babies. Oh my God, tap into that wisdom because that is what's going to give you the exact blueprint, the exact guidelines that you're going to need to really prepare for your child to thrive in your body so that, and you can birth this child and then thrive as a mother in nurturing this child, right? Like that is all not going to happen in our brains at all. And in fact, our brains, because it's so easy to program our brains, you know, we've got to audit it so much to really think, okay, well, whose blueprint am I following? Am I following mine or am I following what I've been programmed with? Right. Not necessarily work for me or my baby, right? Right. Right. I mean, that's why women fall, you know, I see women all the time coming to me, freaking about, out about time, freaking out about statistics, freaking out about all kinds of things that don't take them into account. Like, this is why I tell my ladies two primary things consistently is neck down, mm-hmm. neck down, focus on what's going on. Everything you need for your baby is like found from the neck wow. down. So good. Yes. And, and then the second thing is run your own fucking race. I don't care how old you are. Like if you're feeling this in your soul, like our souls are meant for expansion. There's a reason why that desire to mother is in someone's heart. It's because it was meant for them. There's this innate understanding that that is meant for them. Listen to it. Don't allow somebody else to shit all over your dream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I have to really, my, my grandmother just came into my mind. My grandmother on my dad's side, her name is Marcelina. She's a tough cookie. So she was like the finance lady for the Marcos regime in the Philippines back in the day. And her husband, my grandfather is the, one of the lawyers for them. So they, and he was like, I think 12 years older than my grandma. She did not have her first child and she had six. She did not have her first child until she was 38. And back then, that's quite unusual for a woman in that culture and in that time. And, but she just, she was so, even she was such an intellectual, right? She was so in her brain. But I think there's also this incredible value in having a strong mind because she did not believe I mean, her focus was, let me get my career right. Let Mm -hmm. me have an incredible amount of abundance with my husband and me and just be really set. And then I'll have children after that. She was so focused on that, that she she was able to have six kids, 38 and on through her forties. Right. And that we can use, that's when you use your mind, (laughs) you know, when it's aligned to what you really foresee and believe and your longing and what you see and what you envision for you and your family and your life, you can use your mind then to really bring all the energy and focus into creating that reality. But for that to work, it's got to be aligned to our emotions, to our hearts, and to our bodies. There's got to be a connect with that. Right. And then you've got that that's then you're a miracle maker and you're a magic maker and you can do and create whatever you want. You right. know, so 
it's not about like completely cutting our heads off and not using our brains, like use your brains, but make sure you audit it first and know that you're actually um, running thoughts and running belief systems that are true to you. And it wasn't a program and it wasn't just plugged in because of social engineering and in a big way, right? Well, and your grandma is such a powerful, I love that you shared that example because it's such an incredible example of how that is because at no point in time did she think she had to choose. It's like, let me be set when I am ready. I am going to start having children. She wasn't torturing herself about whether or not she could. She's like, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it was in alignment. Yeah. And that's how she always lived her life. It was like, wait, like I'm going to, no one's going to tell me how to live my life and what I can or cannot do. And right. that's, I really love that that's like part of the bloodline that I came from. And <laughs> I, was, I too was never worried. Like I, loved, I would notice a lot of my friends as we started to like sort of near our later 30s, we're starting to panic about it. And I would always say to them, I never really got into deep conversations around it too much, but I'd always say, you know what? My grandma started having kids at 30. I'm not worried. Well, and it's, it's interesting you know, when we look at, because what there was something that you said earlier that I want to go back to about relaxing into it and surrendering. And that's like, those are like toxic words to women on this journey because it's the idea, oh, just relax and it'll happen. And it's like, like well, I'm it's, running out of time. Right, right. And it's, it's not saying relax and give up. That, that's not it. Like you can still desire the thing, and you can surrender exactly how and when it happens. Those are not mutually exclusive. And you have to be receiving. So receiving is a big, that's another sort of big, I feel like it's a big milestone and initiation for women to really understand what that means mm, and to practice it. Right, right. Well, you know, it's so funny because I hear so many women, they'll say, Oh, you know, I can't afford that. I can't have that. Uh, that's too much. My partner won't let me, or I have to ask my partner. And it's like, what? Like those, those things like make my head want to explode because it's like, what? You know, it's it, in the year 2020 when, you know, you're, you're having to get your power from someone else. You, you know, whatever happened to like, partnership, not parenthood. These are your partner or whomever you're sharing your life with is not your parent. Like your desires and your, the way that you want to give to yourself and receive is valid. Yes. Oh yeah. And I think on on intangible and practical levels, like to start practicing it because intellectually we can like really change our mind around that and start to understand it intellectually. But I feel that everything starts to click when you can actually experience it Mm. for the first time. And, you know, the same with me, it was like, I I had an acceleration in my discovery of my femininity and my celebration of it once I got to experience my primal nature on the big island. Like I experienced it. I was breathing it. I was living it. I was witnessing it in front of my very eyes. I could feel it in my body. I could feel my body shifting and getting healthier. You know, all of that was experiential 
And I think that's what shifted my mind even more. Yeah. You know, and so I would suggest like just incredible, like a really simple practice to begin with. And one of the things, like I actually decided in the last few months that I definitely want to conceive and have children and have a family. And I I wanted to do that at 32, 33, but then I thought, okay, I have a retreat center to create. So let me hold off on it. And like, I love a partner and I actually love a village to help me raise children. Mm -hmm. So that was in my mind, right? And then now that I have created what I wanted to create and now I'm actually selling the retreat center and doing this other work with 13 temples, I'm like, I think now is the time. I'm super ready for it. And so I have been really in my mind imagining like how I would like this journey to unfold for me. And you, it's no surprise that you and I reconnected because I'm like, okay, I can tap into Roseanne's. (laughs) Like, no, now that I'm going to, you know, start having, want to have children. But what I realized is I want to like luxuriate and celebrate the process. So Mm. I started fantasizing about, wow, even in my way of how I want to conceive this baby, like I want it to be freaking tantric, like romantic (laughs) and ritualistic. Like I want to call in this soul. So I, I, you know, want to be with my partner in this way where like before we even make love and create this baby, it's like, let's draw a bath and like, let's put a bunch of rose petals in there and light candles and like oil me up and massage me for a good hour before that. (laughs) You know, and like feed me something amazing, like aphrodisiac foods, like get me ready. Right. (laughs) And this is the way I'm going to honor myself. And then I started fantasizing about, okay, like that whole thing set up. And then I want to have a moment where I'm actually connecting with my partner and talking about what soul we want to call in. Oh, I love that. Connecting to, man, like if we can interview babies and a shaman once told me about this, like you can actually interview souls that that are vying to come into this earth and be born. So I actually did that because she was telling me back then when I was 32, you've got You've got some babies in line that want to come through. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are going to take a lot of energy. Like you can, you can talk to them. So like, I do want to have that moment where we are both connecting to this soul that we want to call in. Wow. Then like the whole making love process and just like really celebrating the conception of a child because that's probably one of the most profound experiences that we could ever experience as women and as humans for both the man and the woman, really. And we don't normally celebrate that even, you know, we don't normally like, I don't know, like we, we miss out on the whole intentional creation of that, I feel. Yeah. I mean, I love what you're saying because it's like, it has such global applicability because whether you're trying to conceive naturally or whether you're at this point where 
you're going to need some support in whatever way that people are getting that support is to be intentional, connect with your partner or connect. If you're doing it without a partner, like connect and look beyond, you know, what's immediately in front of you and, and use that, that, that positive brain power to see things as you desire them Mm -hmm. and to be open to receiving not only that soul, but receiving the the means by which it all happens because yeah. it's a beautiful process and you know so many people get caught up in what isn't happening for them you know they've been on this journey for so many years and it's like give yourself permission to get beyond the programming that you're broken useless or not feminine if you're not popping out babies left and right or that if your journey seems to be a, have more twists and turns than other people quit judging yourself run your race and be in the space of receiving what's coming for you. Yes. Connect. Yeah. And prepare and prepare yourself as a vessel. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so good. You know, in your own home, and you're about to welcome some of the most esteemed guests that are coming. Right. What will you, what would you do to prepare for this esteemed guest? Now your esteemed guest that you're welcoming is your child, right. like a soul that wants to be on this planet and like live a life with you and, you know, really connect with you and be raised by you and connect, you know, and, and so when that's the case, like, what would you do to really prepare yourself? Yeah. If you saw yourself as this temple, or if you saw yourself as this vessel for it, how would you treat your body and how would you retreat? How would you you treat that moment to really receive this, you know, and we can practice this now, right? Like draw that luxurious bath for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and like explore pleasure, explore the orgasm, like really understand how you even want to feel when you're conceiving. Yeah. You know, and even if you are getting help elsewhere and, you know, and if it's more technical and medical, you can still create this incredible intention and honoring and like ceremony around it all, you know, and ceremony is, doesn't have to be like crazy, extravagant right. or weird. It's like, it's what you're comfortable with. Right. Right. And it's about just being, I mean, the, the bottom line is like your intentions. Yeah. And how you honor and celebrate it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that, Darshan. I mean, that's like that's the perfect bite-sized thing. I mean, it's it's profound, but that that single thing that you've given us in this exercise of receiving, create the ritual, set the intention, remember what you're doing, you're calling in the soul it immediately takes the masculine energy off of it and is putting us back in that place of femininity and remembering that you know you are the vessel through which this precious soul is coming through and you're not just you know a meat suit that's running around on this earth there's something divine within you and to trust yourself and to trust that longing because gus doesn't make mistakes yeah no gus is a genius <laughs> Oh my gosh, woman. What Gus is doing. Yeah. And you are, I mean, it's so true. It's one of the biggest gifts of being a woman. 
Yes. Oh my gosh, Darshan. I am so grateful that you were here today to share this very powerful lesson. And I hope everybody listening to this will check out your book, The Luminary Journey. We'll check out the work that you do through 13 temples. And it's just, I love, you know, having women like you in my life because it, it's just, it's more expansion and it's more understanding of, you know, our power as women and to embrace that and, and to rejoice in it and to really luxuriate in it. And thank you for all of the wisdom and thank you for the lessons today. It's just so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for you. I just had this knowingness in my heart. Like I'm going to know this person forever. Yes. I'm going to tap in (laughs) to what she does and what she really shares and her wisdom. Cause I just had this feeling like, I think I'm going to have babies, you know, and and she's going to be the one that's going to really kind of usher me through. And I love your work. Like I love the fact that because you experience this phenomenal shift in your own paradigm and mindset and way of living and being as a woman and now mother, right? Yeah. You're this like incredible portal and baby whisperer that's just like bringing (laughs) and populating this world. And at the same time, which is the most important, is like you're empowering women. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, we're both we're both yeah. doing that in our own respective yeah. ways. And that's why I just, I love sharing this space with you. I, I love and appreciate you so much. And so thank you. Oh my goodness, loves. Wasn't Darshan just amazing? Don't you feel like 10,000 times more feminine just even hearing her voice and sharing that space with her? This is possible for you, my loves. You can absolutely turn up the feminine factor on your journey and really give yourself the space to lean into this underutilized superpower. So make the commitment that you're going to do it this week. Really ignite your divine feminine. And look, my loves, if you want to go deeper with this material, if you really want to make this your way of being, My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say, hell yes to covering their bases, mind, and body. This is about bringing all of you, the best of you, to the most important chapter of your life. This is part of you making your dream of being a mom come true. Regret sucks, my love, and there is nothing more expensive. We are halfway through this year, and you can make a massive difference on your journey when you get your mind on board. So to apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for your interview with me there. My methodologies help women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. And if you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, my darling woman, you got a gaping hole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.